Hi, I'm Jen Drummond. Welcome to Seek Your Summit. As a mom, a business owner, and the first female to climb the seven second summits, I realize that the mountains we climb are a part of our success. And it is up to us to go beyond that success into a life of significance. Listen in as I share personal stories and interview others who have led a life of both success and significance, and now they are paying it forward. Today, we have my friend Belden Combe on. He runs a company called Nutritional Fitness. It is a dietary plan that helps you live your best life. I'm on it. I've been doing it for a few months. It has been a game changer a thousand percent. And I'm not getting paid for this. I'm not sponsored for this. I'm not anything. I'm just so thrilled with my results, my energy, my all the things that I wanted to have him on so that you guys could learn about the program that he's put together. Today, we've really just focused on the myth of calories, how it was created, what it measures, and what role it should really play in your diet. Belden isn't a fan of calories. We don't count them. We don't worry about them. We worry about eating real healthy food in the right order and the right amount so that our body knows how to turn that chemical reaction into energy that we can use throughout our day. So listen in and check them out because it's going to be worth your time. Okay, friends, I have my friend Belden Colm here from Nutritional Fitness. I use him to help me with my dietary needs. It's been a game changer in my world. So I wanted to interview him, learn about his program, his system, and all the good things that come from it. So Belden, thanks for joining me today. Thank you for having me, Jen. Oh, I love it. I love it. I love it. We met from a mutual friend who was singing your praises. And I love this mutual friend, but she sings a lot of praises. So I was like, ah, you know, I don't know. But it hit me at a perfect time. And I am a thousand and ten percent believer in your system and your program. And so grateful our paths have crossed for doing the work that you've done. But let's go to the history. Like how how did you come up with nutritional fitness and why? Because I think that's a part of it. It's interesting that you asked the question that way, because nutritional fitness has been such an evolution. But 19 years ago, when I was 39 years old, I had my first of three heart attacks at 39. And I'm, I'm not going to pretend I was living a super healthy life before that. I was in construction and I wasn't. But that was a shocker to me. And, and as you can imagine, a wake-up call way too young. And I've got kids. I've got my family. And I didn't know what to do about it. So what I did was I doubled down on everything that I was being guided to do. I was given, as you can imagine, a whole host of medications for heart disease. I was given an exercise program. I was given a a food program. I was assigned to a nutritionist to, to give me more information and help me with that. And I was very, very, very dedicated and committed. And I say that because so many people have an idea that when people fail in health, it's because they're not committed. I was committed and very dedicated. But no matter what I did and how hard I did it, I kept spiraling down. And I had my second heart attack shortly after that. And after my second heart attack, I was told, don't have a third one, because each successive one year, chances of living go down quite a bit. And I was told I had heart disease and I had a shelf life. And they're not supposed to tell you information about how long, but I pushed, pushed, I pushed, I pushed. And they said, on average, about five years, maybe 10. Wow. And so I remember sitting in my chair one day with a cup of coffee in my hand like this, just kind of in the bottom of the pit. 
and trying to figure a way out. And the only thing that kept coming back to my mind was the fact that when I was a little kid, I was Evil Knievel. And some people aren't going to remember Evil Knievel, but Evil Knievel jumped stuff on his motorbike and was just fearless. And when I was a kid, that was me on my bicycle. It was like there was nothing that could stop me no matter how beat up I got. And I remember sitting in my chair going, pardon the vernacular, edit it if you have to, but I was sitting in my chair going, I am Evil Knievel. I'm not going to get stopped here. So the engineer in me started coming out. And the only thing I could come up with was if I could learn how my body worked instead of just taking a doctor's word for what to do. If I could learn how it worked, maybe I could work with it. So I started diving down the rabbit holes of biochemistry and cellular biology, which is an eye-opening rabbit hole to jump down. But it took a very short Well, and it's fascinating. Yeah, it's fascinating to me that you came from construction and you said, okay, listen, I've had two heart attacks. This is not okay. I'm getting this diagnosis. I have a shelf life that I'm not okay with. Then you go back to your youth, right? And you're connecting to this part of you that had power over a situation or like tapped into this fearlessness. And I think a lot of times when we ch- jump onto new expeditions or new experiences, we need to jump into an avatar that gives us the strength to be able to do that. And so that evil Knievel avatar gave you the strength to be fearless. Like, okay, this isn't going to define me. I'm going to define it. And even though I have zero history in X, Y, or Z, like I'm going to solve this and I'm going to start researching and figuring it out. And I think the reason why I slow down and stop in this point of your story is because when you start on this track that you've laid out for us and the parameters that you've put together for us to follow, you are going to need different avatars at different times to get through like where your current state is. And knowledge is power. And it really like that, like anytime I feel like tempted at something, what I'm doing, I remember like, okay, what's the rational, what's the knowledge behind this? And then that it helps me stay the course. So sorry to interrupt you, but I wanted to hit that point because as we continue this conversation, this is a key piece that helps all of us pursue whatever we're desiring. So continue with your researching all these health options. I'm actually so glad you brought that up because it's so true that when you're able to tap in either to an avatar or to a time in your life when you had power and you use that and you leverage it, it's, it's fabulous. And here, it allowed me to go back and, and study and dig into biochemistry, dig into cellular biology. And the crazy thing is what it took to turn heart disease around only took me about six months to learn. It wasn't even difficult. But what I learned in that six months about metabolism about our body chemistry and what a correct body chemistry looks like compared to what mine looked like. And and being able to make a couple of changes in two years time, I overcame heart disease, not before my third heart attack. I'm a rebel. If the doctors tell me I can't have a third one, I'm going to go try it out. You're going to test it. You're going to test it. So I did have a third one in the process, but about two years after my, my diagnosis, I went into my cardiologist and he very reluctantly took me off of my last medication. He said, I don't want to take you off of it because I don't trust what you did. And I said, well, let's look at it a different way. If I came in here the first time and you'd never seen me before, is there any reason that you would give me this medication? And he said, no, honestly, there's not. And I said, awesome. So what I took at that time, Jen, was 
the very limited knowledge that I had, which was the shit that's in our food is killing us in a very real way. And I took that knowledge, started a program called Get Out of the Box of all things. And the whole object of Get Out of the Box was just that, stop eating factory processed food. This is what did this to me. And it's what's going to do this to others. And from there, I started learning how can other people benefit from what I learned? Because if I could turn around heart disease and we have a country that's so sick, what else can people turn around? And it evolved into a company called Fat Free With Me when I really started working with people on a coaching basis and learning how our food creates cancer, how our food creates autoimmune disorders, how our food creates diabetes. And then over a period of time, that evolved into what we are today, which is nutritional fitness. Nutritional fitness is the culmination of 17 years of deep study into cellular biology, biochem, psychology, human behavioral issues, and a whole number of things come together because the body is part of the picture. But as I'm sure you know from the, the amazing things that you're doing, your mind and your spirit come into this game in a big way too. And if we don't align those three, we're never going to be successful with any of them. And so the body yeah, is going to no, be with. Yeah, definitely. And what I love about the story, because it's a story that all of us can relate to, is the evolution, right? It started as this pain point. And really, we find a lot of our purpose in our pain. It's just something like the pain that we are given is something that we're set here to solve. And so I love that you turn this pain into your power. And then you said, okay, here's the first rendition out of the box. And that's where it went. And then as you got into it deeper, because it pulled you further along, then you had the second rendition. And now, 17 years later, with all this knowledge and all this equipment and all this languaging, you're into the nutritional fitness program that we all get to be a part of today. And when we're on our journey of health, when we're on our journey of business, of family or whatever, there's evolution to what these pieces are. And so just knowing that when we step into these new things, yes, it's great that we can dive in. It's great that we can like do it. But if you don't, that's not a reason to stop. It's not a reason to quit. It's not a reason to say this didn't work. It's the evolution of you getting into this new program. And I feel one of the best things about your program, Belden, that you give us permission to be human Absolutely. and not be perfect. And to say like, okay, here's our guide rails. Here's our options. Try to stick to it as close as possible. But if it doesn't work, it's okay. Like you're, you're going to get there. It's you got to do your journey. And what that shows up is what shows up. One of the funnest things that we work with, with people, I mean, health, yes. Get your body chemistry, right? Yes. We've got to do those things. If anything else is going to work. But one of the funnest areas of work for me is the idea of perfection and people's perfectionism, because people tend to be all or none. I'm going to do it all the way. And if I fail, then I have to quit and I have to start over. And there's this funky thing about perfection in that we let other people define it for us. What does perfection mean? Well, perfection is what that guy looks like on the screen, or it's what that guy does in the gym, or it's what that, but perfection, when you think about it, it's doing the best you can with what you have where you are. And if you're doing the best you can with what you have where you are, you are doing the best thing that can be done. And if that's not perfect, I don't know what is. And we just redefine it that way. We get to be perfect every day, even with all of our imperfections and even with all the things that we struggle with, we get to be perfect every day. And that's really what the game is about, is taking those steps 
and evolving those steps until we get closer and closer and closer to where we want to be optimally. Yeah, no, and I'll chat like the, I think the biggest eye-opening thing for me is when I started the program as we think everything's so different, right? And then you start on this health journey and it's all so the same. And so even though it's a health journey of what you're putting into your body nutritionally, because what you put in is what you get out, it's such a mindset journey because if you have perfection in your food, you have all of a sudden you start noticing perfection in other parts of your life, or you have the spot that you're getting hung up on, instead of feeding that problem, if you just stop and like question and say like, what, what is my body telling me right now? What am I trying to avoid? And so many of our dietary habits are numbing other things that are going on in our lives, that when you start on this journey, it's like, whoa, wait a minute. I didn't know I was getting all these other benefits along the way because now I'm starting to put the pause in and really saying, what do I need? Is it really food or is it emotional or is it spiritual? Or yeah, it's been fun. Cool. I love it. It's also true too. What works in one part of your life tends to work in every part of your life. So when you learn the things that we teach at Nutritional Fitness to get your health back, you find those things work in your business. They work in your relationships. They work in, in everything because the, the patterns of thought and behavior that are effective are effective everywhere. And I've learned that the further down this, this hole I've gotten, the better the rest of my life has become along with it. It's just awesome. It is. It's so good. So good. Okay. So let's talk about it a little bit because there's a lot of like, one of my favorite myths that you debunk like right off the bat is the whole calorie in calorie out piece. Like, I think that's so good. So let's talk about that one. Especially for somebody like you, you've been worried about calories yeah, me. your whole life. Birds, right? A million of them. Yes, totally. Yeah. I, I got into the calorie aspect of this pretty early on, like within my first year of looking at things because everything that I was told to do in the diet for my heart disease, everything I was told to do was calorie-based. And I heard people back then saying some really stupid things like, you don't have your carb calories in, get some Skittles to get your carbs up. And I'm like, what? I It, it just, things like this that don't compute. But when people are thinking in terms of calories, they think these things. We have pregnant moms in our program. And their doctors are telling them, you need to gain more weight. You're not gaining weight fast enough. If you have to, go get a burger and a shake. And I'm like, what kind of advice is this, right? So I went down the calorie chute pretty early. And calories, it turns out, calories by definition, by the way, just for background, calories are the amount of heat it takes to raise the temperature of water. Now, there's specific units attached to that, but it's the amount of heat it takes to raise the temperature of water. And that doesn't really make any sense when I look at my body because there's nothing in my body raising the temperature of water. It's, it's a definition that doesn't seem to apply. So I started digging into the history of calories. And it turns out that calories were, were invented, if you will, in 1825 by the railroad, who was trying to raise the temperature of water because steam engines at that time were, or locomotives were steam engines. They were wanting to raise the temperature of water to create steam, to run a train, and they were looking for the cheapest fuel they could find that would raise the temperature of water the most. So they created a device called the bomb calorimeter, and they would put tar in it. They would put wood in it. They would put coal in it. They would put all these different things. And around the burning chamber was water with a thermometer. And they would literally burn fuel, watch how much it raised the temperature of water. 
1865, a guy named Olin Atwater was hired by the brand new United States Department of Agriculture. Brand new. And this guy was hired from Germany. Imagine that. An emerging world power seeks you out and hires you for a job in one of their brand new governmental departments. You're so excited. You're so, right? I can just imagine how he must have felt. He comes over to America and he learns what, he's, what his project is. His project is to find the cheapest way to feed people in order to get the most amount of work out of them. Wow. God bless America, right? The cheapest food to get the most amount of work. The problem is how energy works in the body and how strength works in the body. We didn't have the science to know that yet. The science didn't exist. So this guy with all his enthusiasm and all his spunk comes to this new country and is given an impossible project. So he starts looking around to see what other areas of science might have some information that he can borrow from so he doesn't have to reinvent the wheel. And he comes across this same energy in, energy out thing, right? Because that's what he was asked. What's the cheapest fuel we can put in people to get the most energy out? So he found this thing that the railroad's been using, this bomb calorimeter, which is basically looking at fuel and energy. And he starts burning food in it. He borrows one and he just starts burning food this food, that food, that food, and seeing how much it raised the temperature of water. And the more he got into that, he began to realize that food could be hard to burn. How do you burn soup, right? How do you burn watermelon? So there was a rudimentary form of the freeze dryer that invented back then, or was invented back then. And so he started freeze drying food, then burning it in the bomb calorimeter, because you know that's what's happening in your body, right? You first freeze dry everything, and then you ignite it. Yeah, of course. Duh. I mean, we all have a freeze dryer. Yeah. I mean, mine's broken right now, but we had one. <laughs> <laughs> but that's how the calorie was born, was by burning food in a bomb calorimeter. And Atwater, made, his name was Olin Atwater, he created so, I mean, volumes and volumes and volumes of information about the calories of food when you burn them in fire. And he started to realize that there's a... A pattern to food. Whenever he burned proteins, he would get four degrees elevation in temperature in the water. That's four calories by definition. Every time he burned protein, one gram would give him four calories. One gram of carbohydrate would give him four calories. One gram of oils would give him nine calories. He started to notice that with very small margins of error, this held true across all proteins, carbs, and, and fats. So he developed these as the Atwater factor what he called them at the time. And he started to realize you don't actually have to burn foods to determine their calories. You could actually just determine how much protein they have, how much carb, how much fat, calculate how many calories it would have within a very small window. This was 1869 by the time he put this all together. Now in 1925. Quite a system. Right. And all, in all fairness to him, it's quite a system to develop yep. and to like great based off. Of it was. And it was an incredible <laughs> body of work. And to his credit, it was the best anyone would have been able to do with the science that existed at the time, right? But in 1927, we discovered this molecule in the human body called adenosine triphosphate. We call it ATP for short. And adenosine triphosphate, we didn't understand what it did, but every cell had a lot of this stuff. And we knew it was doing something because it would blow up and reappear, blow up and reappear. It was very weird. It took from 1927 until 19. 1997 to understand how energy works in the body and how this ATP molecule was generating energy and how it needs very little from the outside world. It doesn't need a lot of food. It takes very little glucose and oxygen. It's all it needs. Everything else exists to sell for it. 
1997, we gave out the Nobel Prize in Chemistry to the three scientists who finally figured it out. 1997, we know how energy works. But what are we arguing about today? We're arguing about calories and macros. Macros, by the way, are what? Proteins, four calories, carbs, four calories, fats, nine calories. It's just a renamed Atwater factors. So in the face of 106 years of scientific discovery, during which we've invented the electron microscope, and from that point forward, learned so much about biology and the body, and we're ignoring it all to still argue about something that we determined in 1865 when we didn't have the science to understand anything. And it blows my mind, but the calorie in people makes no sense at all. It doesn't answer any question. If calories are energy, how come I can eat 5,000 calories and want to go to sleep, right? If calories are defined by raising the temperature of water, how come I can sit in a bathtub and eat burgers and the bathtub water goes down instead of up and I start to freeze? How come you can ask something, any question and calories can't answer the question. They just don't fit with the human body. But when you understand we are chemistry, chemistry is just three things. Get the right things in to create the reactions you want. Keep the wrong things out because they pollute those reactions. Get the right balance of things so that those reactions are energetic. If we can accept that as the basis of how we operate, all of a sudden we can answer every question. Why am I gaining weight? Well, you're putting the wrong things in your body and you're not getting the right things in. It makes your body hoard everything. Why am I lethargic? Well, you're lethargic because you're putting things in your body that stop the action, the chemistry of ATP. Why am I this? Why am I that? And all of a sudden you can answer every one of these questions just by getting the basis right. Yes, yes. And the, like I'm li everybody who's listening, Okay, so when I start, I thought I ate healthy. And when I started this program, I was like, oh, these things don't bother me. They don't slow my system down. Like I can do all this stuff. And then when you take it out and like just take it five days, like Belden has five day programs that you can sign up for at different times throughout the year to do this test drive thing, which I highly recommend if you don't want to dive all in, but otherwise I would just dive all in. You, you take these things out and then you say, oh, you know what? I haven't had for example, bread in a while. I, would, I had a birthday this week. So I actually had birthday cake because it's a tradition for birthday cake for breakfast. And I was all excited about the birthday cake and it tasted fantastic on my taste buds. About 20 minutes later, I was like, oh man, this birthday cake doesn't feel as good as it used to feel. Belden, <laughs> taking my birthday cake out of my picture. <laughs> but it's funny because like it never bothered me before because my threshold before was this is my, like, I didn't know how good I could feel because I just felt always the way that I felt. And then until you know how good you can feel, you don't really know how bad you were feeling because just like when I'm climbing a mountain and I acclimatize to different oxygen levels, your body kind of acclimatizes to this is what good feels to us. And so when you have to like really shock the system and then you realize, oh my God, good can feel so much better. Then you go back to some of your old ways. You're like, yeah, I can't even do this anymore. I remember, yeah. I remember because it wasn't very long ago. I'm going to give people a little insight into Jen as a client because this is funny. So Jen went on a trip to do a couple of practice climbs. I think you were doing a practice climb that trip, but you were gone for two weeks and you came back and you dropped a message in our community group and said, I never imagined that I would want to come back to this so badly <laughs> because it felt so bad to not be in it. And that's the thing. When I was 105 pounds overweight prior to heart disease, 
I woke up with acid reflux in my throat every day. I woke up just feeling miserable. I, it took me a while to stand up because I had so much pain in my body. And that was just normal to me. That wasn't feeling bad. If somebody asked, hey, how do you feel? I feel great, right? It's my normal. I had no idea how good I could feel. I had no idea that I could be, that was 30s, right? I'm 58 now. And I jump from rock to rock to rock and I play and I do all these things at 58. I couldn't have imagined doing the 39, but I thought it felt good. I just didn't have anything to compare it to. But man, to go back to that, oh, hell no. <laughs> yeah, no, I know. I'm it. like, yeah, that's what I started thinking. I'm like, man, I don't know if I can make spinach look like cake, but we got to figure something out here. Like this isn't working. <laughs> And, you know, like I cheat like every once in a while. I mean, of course, we all cheat on our diets or things that we're doing. No one's like my perfect is not perfect. And it's it's these emotional connections that you have to things. So, for example, we have this bakery in town and they had these gluten free blueberry lemon muffins that I can still like make my mouth water because of this emotional connection I've connected to this muffin. And they changed the flour for a while. So for a while, I was like, oh, my God, they're horrible. I'm not interested in eating them, blah, 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 blah. The other day, I met a friend there to connect. And they like, hey, Jen, we changed our flour back. It's the good old gluten-free blueberry lemon muffin that you've always like. I mean, I was religious about going in there and having these things. And so I'm like, okay, great. I'm going to have one. I'm so excited. And I had one. I was like, I'm so not excited anymore. <laughs> like, it's all destroyed. And... I think this is like a key thing with any diet or anything that we go through. This for me has been more of an emotional journey than it's been a health journey because you start realizing like, oh, I just associated that muffin with connecting with my friends in the morning and having like a little space for me and all this kind of stuff. And it really wasn't that awesome in my tummy once it got there. <laughs> Darn it. Yeah, those are the first things that we can sink our heels into and just say, I want to feel good. I always recommend that people ask a different kind of question when it comes to food, because the first question we ask is, do I want that food? Right? Of course we do. We wouldn't ask the question if we didn't want it. Right? Oh, is it going to taste good? Of course it is. That's why we want it. Is it going to feel good? In the moment, probably. Right? We wouldn't want it if it didn't feel good. But anytime we ask today questions, when we ask immediate fulfillment questions, it's always going to take us into the things that are familiar to us, that we've made our normal, that, that we have those emotional connections to. But if we ask a tomorrow question, start getting different answers. For example, how do I want to feel when I wake up in the morning? Do I want to be fatigued or do I want to be energetic? Right? How do I want to feel when I go through the day? Do I want acid reflux and have to take little purple pills or do I want to breathe freely and deep and feel good? Do I want to be active or do I want to be sedentary? And then once we know how we want to experience our life, we can just ask the question, does this food support what I want? And 98% of the time, we're going to know the answer to that question. And then we're not saying I can't have food or I can't have food. We're saying, do I really want that food? Because I want to live my life this way. Do I really want that food? If It's going to hold me back from that. And then we can start to make decisions based on what we want and don't want. And that is so much more empowering than I can't or I can't. Yes. Just like the wording, right? Like, like you said, <clears throat> what conversation are you having? And when you have certain conversations, you remain in power and you remain true to yourself. And when you have other conversations, you eliminate 
And I love how this is an arena that it plays out in. What does future gen want mm-hmm. versus what does taste bud gen want this second? <laughs> so, right. and it's an, right. And so I don't even like, again, making sure that you're asking the right questions to set yourself up for success is a component of all things that we're pursuing. Better questions give better answers, right? Yay. Yay. <laughs> Said right here. Mic drop moment. <laughs> Woo. <laughs> Uh, Okay. So people find nutritional fitness on the web. They find it on the, there's a Facebook group. The unique thing about your program that I really appreciate is you have 911 calls, right? So when people sign up for a program, there's different programs that you can sign up for. Belden's thought of it all. And the team has thought of it all. And the community that's involved in it is super supportive and encouraging and humanizing and all these pieces. What, like, what's the best way for someone to start or to learn more or to dabble, to figure it out? Two different questions there. I know, I know. I kind of kept going. As you said at the beginning, if someone is ready to get their health back and get moving, then give me a call. It's chatwithbeldon.com. And get on my calendar and let's talk. And we'll talk about the best way to get there for you. If you're afraid of it all, you've done diets have failed or you've done this program and that program and they haven't worked or whatever the case may be and you're a little gun shy then askbeldon.com will get you hooked up with our next challenge and the challenge is a five-day free event and it's designed to move the needle for you it's not a five-day sales event we're going to sell to you on the last day <clears throat> but the first four days we're going to walk you through a journey to where you can start to move the needle on your progress and we've had people in our our testimonials for this event say you know i had my energy coming back in those five days i was starting to feel my energy come back i'd lost eight pounds in those five days or i had had made a difference on cholesterol i went to my doctor and they were like what did you do we've had those kind of comments because this event is not designed to just tell you about something we're going to walk you into it we're going to walk through it with you so that you can move the needle. And it's a great way to find out what we're all about, to find out that this is not like anything that you've ever done before and to see what the support system is like and see who we are. So if you're if you're gun shy, definitely askbeldon.com. But if you know that you want to do amazing things in this world and you want to create impact, and you want to have the health of your body to align with all the work that you've been doing in your mind and spirit, then chat with Belden.com and let's figure out how to do it. Chat with Belden.com, friends. You're bigger than that. Come on. We got this. We got this. Okay. <laughs> and so, and like, I want to like say that it's super easy. And I'll be honest with you. It's super easy. There's simple protocols. There's jar systems that give you like visual aids and just mental cues. It's all things bought at your normal grocery store. Like, I honestly think my grocery bill went down. It does. When I started doing the program Mm -hmm. versus going up because, and I was shocked. I don't grocery shop, but when I started the program, I started grocery shopping for myself just because I didn't want to add it to somebody else's plate in this household. And so easy, so easy, so much easier than anything I've done before. So I- Although if you need it to be hard, we can can help you with that. (laughs) No, I don't need hard. I don't need hard. And here's like the thing about Belden's group, everybody that's listening is he, like he cares. 
I'm going on an expedition, hopefully my final summit, because Mother Nature agrees with us this time. And Belden knew what a difference the health made for me, that his company is making meals so that I can go and eat like I want to eat so I can perform like I need to perform out in the most extreme environments in the world. And we're testing food, we're testing programs so that what I'm doing crazily can be easily done for you when you're going camping or you're traveling or you have a busier schedule that doesn't allow you to maybe steam vegetables in the afternoon or reheat them in a microwave or whatever that is for you. But that's this company. Like that's that that that's the foundation of what Belden has built this on. And it's just fascinating and so fun to watch and so fun to be a part of because you see people capture their health, which then helps them capture their life. And it's fun to just witness. That's what we live for. Oh, yay. <laughs> I know, I know, I know, I know, I know, I love it. So we'll have all the things in the show notes. Ask him questions, chat with him, check it all out. Use me as a resource. I am here to support and encourage because it's made such an impact on me. I know it can make an impact on you. So thank you, Dave.